0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. If you're loving what you're hearing on the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, go out and tell two friends today. Show them how easy it is to subscribe to the show. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast can be heard on more than 20 different podcast platforms, and wherever you listen to podcasts, you're sure to find the Real Estate Espresso Podcast. Go spread the love around. Why keep all this goodness to yourself? On today's show, we're talking about the difficult topic of how to account for what's happened in the past year during the pandemic. Now, I want to be clear, I'm not an accountant, and I certainly don't play one on a podcast. The questions raised on today's show are for you to discuss with your accountant and make a determination for your specific circumstance on how to treat the situation. So here we go. If you're a commercial landlord, you probably had tenants that could not pay their full lease amount their business might have been forced to close in order to stop the spread of the pandemic. With no revenue coming in the door, the tenant would have been looking for a reduction in rent, or maybe a deferral of rent. As a landlord, you had a few choices. To start with, your lease probably did not have any pandemic provisions in it. A reduction in lease payments, or forgiveness in lease payments, was probably not contemplated at all in the lease. These concessions are taking various forms, and they include reduced rent, like a cash payment forgiveness, or possibly a deferral of rent payments. Now, under accounting standards codifications, changes to lease payments that are not stipulated in the original lease agreement are generally accounted for as a lease modification, as of the effective date of the modification. But if a lease modification was not properly undertaken, what is the proper accounting treatment? It's not obvious. Do you report the full rental income on your income statement, and then carry the outstanding amount as an accounts receivable? What if you never get paid? When is the income written off from the balance sheet? What if the circumstances arise that are beyond the control of the parties of the contract, such as a force majeure? Maybe there is a force majeure clause, or the laws in the jurisdiction governing the lease create an enforceable right when a concession is legally required. If a lease agreement provides these rights and obligations, then the concession may not be considered a lease modification. But if the lease makes no mentions of the concession then the concession is likely to be considered a lease modification. If you're a residential landlord and your tenant hasn't paid but still owes you the rent, how are you supposed to account for the rent you haven't received? You have a moratorium on evictions and you have limited remedies to get your tenants to pay up. The tenants still owe you the back rent. It has not been forgiven. What if they pay in a year? Or what if they never pay? How are you supposed to account for it? Do you treat the unpaid rent as an accounts receivable with no reduction in income? Do you reduce the income and treat the rent as if it was variable? Could you end up paying income tax on income you never actually received? What if there was a foreclosure involved in the property? A foreclosure is treated the same as the sale of a property. A capital gain or capital loss might be triggered upon such a sale. And in certain circumstances, taxpayers may also realize income from forgiveness on certain mortgage debt. Exclusions of income created in a foreclosure may be available to taxpayers, but the specific facts have got to be reviewed and all of the implications considered with your accountant. What if a lease was canceled? How will that be treated with your local tax authority? What will the tax treatment be for the landlord and possibly for the tenant? It's not necessarily obvious. You really need to check. What if your tenant left behind improvements? There could be tax consequences associated with that. Whenever a lease is terminated, whether it's early or at the end of the lease, the landlord usually becomes the owner of the improvements which were made during the lease. Does the landlord receive a benefit or income from acquiring that new property that it didn't own before the lease was terminated? You might be deemed to have received a taxable benefit, and you may not actually have the income to pay the tax on that benefit. But What if the landlord paid for the improvements and was recovering the improvements over the life of the lease? How will the improvements be treated in that circumstance? Are the unamortized improvements written off? There's just so many questions. There are dozens and dozens of special cases that need to be examined. The rules are complex, and they vary by jurisdiction. You simply can't guess at what should make logical sense. Having your accountant research the rules is the key to answering the tax treatment of various circumstances. And it's also fair to assume that the answers to these questions won't come quick. They will require careful research for your own specific circumstance, as you think about that. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.